Good morning, universe. It's, well, we're ending the first week of January here on the 7th, and it is uh, 8.51, so <clears throat> 15 hours, 9 minutes left in this week of January. <clears throat> At least my math skills, my clock math skills are intact. Hard to know what's intact after taking another 4 grams of mushrooms yesterday. I mean, no, I'm not still mushrooming. In fact, um, I kind of got stuck in, in uh, well, I was mushroom stuck. Because if you, if your tolerance for mushrooms gets too high, then you will, um, you will get into a situation where your hallucinogenic trip uh, won't quite kick in. It'll almost be there, but it won't be there. And, uh, that on the verge feeling was pretty much all I, I dealt with yesterday. But, uh, never quite falling fully into, uh, glory of mushroom hallucinatory visuals and sensations. I just use the experience to enjoy myself, just relax, have some mental conversations with myself that were uh, honest and sincere. It, it's, it's weird to me that mushrooms are always a good experience. I, I mean, one for, for the better of your, of your entire composition. Even the one where your mushrooms stuck. I still found parts of myself that I didn't know about. Still enjoyed myself 100%, if not 101%. And uh, having started them at 4, got a good night's sleep. So, today just feels like a day in which, well, for one thing, I probably shouldn't do more mushrooms. Pause. And since I have to be at work in now three and a half hours... Well, we're not going to take three and a half hours to go through the seventh episode of last year. I still haven't even listened to it. But I do have my notes all set up. It's a 23-minute, 10-second episode. It is entitled, uh, This Universe, Unfortunately, is Entirely My Fault. And so, I gave myself grades of, of course, my fuck grade, but my... Uh, woe is me grade. Sounds like this one might be filled with self-pity. I'm going to see what the width of this one is. This universe is unfortunately entirely my fault. Well, I better have some more than one reason. And we'll see what my confidence grade is in this one, since my confidence in these early ones has been minimal. Uh, this universe is unfortunately... Sorry, I'm writing this down. Entirely my fault. Just like the last 15 seconds of this recording, this mediocrity, are also entirely my fault. <sighs> okay. Um, not having to commit all the time to reviewing what I talked about last year. Kitty, you coming in? Oh, Kitty, not there. A um, couple things to knock off the list. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that I'm going to full-time at work. Uh, that's starting to make me less and less excited. Um, 
We'll see how long that lasts. I told him I thought I could make it last until September. Ah, uh, that might be too far. But, then again, the money, having a need for some financial uh, uh, influx of cash, I guess. Anyway, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I probably need about 30 grand to get, I love how when I talk about thousands of dollars, I speak as if I'm down in Vegas. Um, I don't know if 30 is enough, 50 is enough. So somewhere between 30 and 50 for sure would be enough to start the mobile tour of America on the FUK tour. Actually, that can't be the FUK tour. What, the UFK tour, maybe? No, the K KFU, KUF, cuff, the cuff, off the cuff tour. Um, so I kind of have to work full time, save some money. Either that or I have to stumble into a bag of $50,000, Phoebe. Where do you think one of those is hidden? Fucking all over America, if I had to guess. Um, all right. So, full-time hours. They don't start this week or next week, but they do start the week after. Meaning, I'm about nine days from working full-time. Because this weekend's tomorrow. In Home Depot land. Our weeks go till Sunday. Not Saturday. Not like every other place in the world. No, our weeks go to Sunday. So, nine days. Nine days of freedom before I'm 40 hours pot committed a week to the goddamn corporate structure. <laughs> My stomach may be reacting to that thought, but not with hunger, with fear. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't want to work 40 hours a week for anybody but myself. But in America, what are you going to do? You don't put your time in. Well, you just either go to jail, the hospital, or the morgue. So I guess I'll put my time in. And I'm especially going to go put my time in listening to that old episode, see what the fuck I can pull out of there. But that's about all I got for today. I mean, I'm still crunchy from the mushrooms, and frankly, I got to go put eight and a half hours at the Home Depot into effect. So... Boo. Boo corporate America and ripping our lives apart like they don't matter. But, oh well. At least there's tennis. Pause. Alright, unpause. Um, I was going to try to listen to a little bit, talk a little bit, listen to a little bit, talk a little bit. I don't think that's going to work. So, instead, pause. Instead, we're going to um, have to come back to this in a well, in more than 23 minutes and 10 seconds, because I have to write a little bit. But in an hour or so, I'll be back. So with the 7 minute and 11 mark, stop. All right, so let's see how far into this one I am. I am 7 minutes and 28 seconds into this. So almost exactly a third. And <clears throat> I sit here. Uh, this one's dense. I mean, fuck. I could stop now and record for 25 minutes with what I've got in seven minutes of talk. So I'm just going to say some early things, like just some overall references. I'll like, for instance, this is one where I, I make a reference to getting shot in the face with uh, fucking cum. Or as I put it, splatter of glaze across my face. 
um, <clears throat> I can I can hear how much I want to be myself, but I'm holding back, and things like that are just <laughs> they're tepid half jokes and partial exposures of who I am. It's like opening up a, a an overcoat to a naked vision underneath, except you're wearing a skin suit, so you're not really naked. Wait, is that what it's like? I don't even know where that came from. I know where it came from. It came from a costume that a friend of mine in high school wore. She was a flasher. It was actually very funny. She had a, a dildo where her penis should be and wore a skin suit. And it was goddamn effective when she opened her god when she opened her raincoat. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, if you're ever looking for a cheap and easy Halloween gag costume, uh, going as a flasher, as a woman with male genitalia, is a great one. But you've probably seen it. I've only seen it that one time, though, to be honest. Way to go, Amy. You were funny. You, you, Amy, were a funny girl. Back in high school, there weren't many of you, but you were one of them. All right, pause. And hey, speaking of which, why don't we knock a couple of these off the list? So here's the thing. This overall episode is about lack of accountability. And it's funny that it took me seven episodes to actually get to that theme. And I know early on I had written out some notes as to how I wanted to try to approach, especially the exposure to mystical realities that were happening to me. I, and I still am uncomfortable talking about that because it all came at me. I didn't seek it out. Well, when I sought it out, I didn't find it. So, much like a splatter of glaze across my face, it was, uh, wow, that's what that's all about, kind of realization. So, maybe that's the not the worst metaphor. Right, bad metaphor book? Right, Fonzie? Hey! All right. I, I had to get that in sooner or later. Fuck, I still regret missing that joke. Okay. So... The universe is unfortunately entirely my fault. This universe. This universe. Yeah, this one. Not the other ones. This one is, though. And I, it's entirely our fault. I'll go collective. It's our fault. It's our fault. And it's our fault because who would take credit for this universe? Who would want to go get their parents and bring them down to school and show them their fucking science project in this universe? Any of us? No. So this universe is collectively... I guess now all of our fault. And what I'm doing to improve it is to make sure that I get out there and find all these little star nuggets of soul greatness that are just sitting around feeling bad about the circumstance because they don't understand what's happened down here and they think that they're part of the problem instead of realizing that they're here to be part of the solution and get them on the solution train. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing, but that's what I'm doing to make a better universe. And to make up for the fact that, yeah, my lack of accountability and some of the other bullshit I was pulling for 40, 35, something like that years, well, it's stacked up. And now it needs to be, at least karmically, reverse cleansed. So, starting with people like my new friend Brisa and some of my other new friends who will, re who will be uh, coming onto this podcast in the next month or two, well, yeah, I'm building a team of apostles who are ready to tell the universe, we don't accept this anymore. What we accept is a fate and a destiny in which we're all realized for the purposeful beings that we are manifesting here to become. 
That I'm willing to work for. This I'm not even willing to take credit for. I just know that my lack of accountability here is one of the reasons that we're here for it. But I'm not about to bring my parents down and show them this shit. Nope, not until I fix it up. Talk about your fixer-upper. All right, pause. I gotta... Ah, God, you see what I'm saying? That is... That's point one. Pause. And I hate to say it, but this universe... And I can't be the only one who sees it and knows it's this way, but the one that we're... What, what we've got is a lot like when... Uh, when the really sweet Lion King kid... What's his name? Simba? I wonder if they did that because he's a simp. But he's not a simp. I mean, he comes up in the... Anyway, when Simba is trying to show Pumbaa and Timba what a glorious home he comes from, and it turns out to be all run over by Scar's negligence. Well, yeah. That's the fucking universe we live in. And sometimes I feel like I'm the only goddamn Timba around here who sees that this place is a goddamn disaster. Right? Right. Pause. And as always, Disney, or should I just call you the CIA, your uh, your contribution to this podcast recording, love letter to Nicole, whatever this is, uh, is always incidental. No copyright infringement intended. I will not take on the beast that is Disney corporate America for sure. So when I speak of Timba, Pumba, and Simba as some sort of Hmm, caricature of existence in planet Earth 8675309 America. Well, yeah. Disney, you wanted the mantle of forming my thoughts as a minuscule little thinker. You took it. Now live with it. Life's about give and take, Disney. You took. Now I give. Pause. Alrighty then. <clears throat> it is, what, 9.50? 9.51 a.m. I have finally gotten through episode seven, of which, honestly, there's some stuff in there I liked. That's probably the best episode early of me emerging in my real voice. But there's a reason for that, a very specific reason. So I think I finally had a cause on which to stand on a pedestal and say, I matter. I demand more. And I was right. So, what do you know? Sometimes life teaches you lessons even when you work at a meat counter on Christmas Eve, like I did. Uh, okay, so, uh, the question is, am I high enough? Not likely. Let's go fix that. Pause. Oh, and I haven't even done any of my pregame warm-up. That's how ready I was to get into this, because there's so much here that I thought, well, we better get this started. But not before I blow my nose and go to the bathroom and take a chug and do a blug and whatever else. Be back in a minute. So, while I'm doing my thing, can you remember the first insecurity moments of your life? Like, I can remember maybe Flag Day or something where you come in with not all reds or <laughs> all blues, but you come in with greens, yellows, and whites or something, and so... But it, it starts with being measured up against others. It has to. Like, what else can you be insecure about? Anyway, that's what I was th trying to think about, like, uh, actually yesterday. But I thought it was interesting and I haven't gotten anywhere. So I'll just throw that one to the room and discuss. All right. Well, I don't know how much uh, time I gave you to think about that first time you were insecure thing. But uh, 
I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure our parents drill some insecurities into us, uh, or at least their insecurities. Uh, and so I'm not trying to downplay, uh, what, what other influences come along besides being stacked up one versus one or one versus 30, say in your elementary school classes or however you start getting measured up. I mean, it starts in kindergarten, if we're being honest here in America or even preschool when they give, you know, first, second and third best prize to the stupid, uh, paper mache of the day art project. Hmm. Oh. <clears throat> oh my God, that's good. So one of the things I forgot on my mushroom trip was to drink my root beer float, old fashioned root beer float flavored milk from the morning fresh dairy farm of, I don't know, what does that say? Cooper's Smith FSA Brewing or no, something brewing. Man, are my eyes that bad, or is that that hard to read? Both. Um, pub and Brewing. Okay, so the Cooper Smith Pub and Brewing that has come up with Morning Fresh Dairy Farm Old Fashioned Root Beer Float Milk, I approve. And in fact, I approve so much that I wanted to take it or, and drink it on mushrooms, but I forgot about it. Oh, but don't think I won't go get it again next time. And let's let's nail down the mushroom calendar for a second. I've now taken uh, almost ten grams of mushrooms this week, and uh, so I gotta I gotta stop. I can't take mushrooms next week or the week after. In fact, I should probably take January off. But if I end up taking them on those two days off, I have twenty seventh, twenty eighth, or twenty eighth, twenty ninth. That'd be fine, but not until then. Note to self. Okay, note to self also, stop drinking all of this root beer float milk after this sip. Oh, man, that's good. Okay, one more bong hit. I like how now most of my shatters are, I'd say like I've got a pile of six or seven of them. I have no idea which any of them are. I just rotate around and smoke the one that looks the most tempting at the time. So we'll go with, actually... Nope, that's not the one. There's one that I think I know is Sour Diesel. But I don't see it right now, so we're going to go with this mystery shatter right here. The one under the lid for the peanut butter. What are you? Who knows? But you'll be the choice of the day. Right there. Pause. And again, for anybody who doesn't know, because you don't live in Colorado or you don't smoke weed, uh, shatter is a, usually it's a solvent-infused, or solvent-infused, it's a solvent uh, treatment of plant matter to uh, extract the compounds that affect you by ingestion or whatever. In other words, it's basically using butane as a solvent to extract the chemical properties within the plant matter itself in a in a sticky, sort of sappy, somewhat... Uh, hard, somewhat not hard uh, substance, depending on the extractor, to be honest. And uh, then you take little bits of that, and by little bits I mean something the size of a Tic Tac at the most, but half a Tic Tac is more appropriate, and a quarter of a Tic Tac is even more appropriate of material. And 
you put that on a titanium tool, titanium because that can withstand the hot temperature that you're going to use to light your titanium nail to the point that it glows fire hot red. So if you touch yourself with that, which of course I've done, um, you burn your skin so quickly that it doesn't hurt. It just turns into a four-week healing process. I've done it twice. Um, so I don't recommend that. But considering how much wielding of hot butane torches and hot fucking metal I've been doing in the last decade, it is a remarkable feat to have gotten this far without setting everything I know on fire. So hopefully my karma continues to remain high on that level because I know I've been lucky. This is the kind of thing where negligence and, uh, and uh, inattentive moments of distraction can lead to seriously painful outcomes. And uh, I've been fortunate not to have any of that. Well, the couple of burns I've had, one was on my fucking ass cheek when it rolled down uh, in the mattress and fucking torched me from behind. That was a quick jump out of bed moment. Um, and the other one was because uh, I turned into the hot element exposed with my uh, leg and burned the fuck out of my shin. So, ow! can still remember how much they both hurt. Um, not in the moment, though, because that's so goddamn hot, it just fucking starts cooking you. Okay, so on that note, off I go to mystery shatter number one to see if that's the shatter I want to go home with tonight. Okay, mystery shatter number one, if you were a day of the week, which day of the week would you be? Well, shatter day, of course. Okay, if I'm being honest and I was on Love Connection and somebody that... Let's say in the universe of shatters, we're getting together with other shatters, and somebody came up with that shatter day response. I'd be like, all right, that's clever enough. I'm going to take that guy home and fuck him. Which is probably why I was never on the love connection. Wait. Wait, no. That was the dating game. What was the love connection? What was, was that where they all went on dates with like three different people and then slept with all three of them? And then talked about them behind their backs. Maybe that one. You know what the best show, though, ever? Oh, I mean, the best show on TV. And I'll admit, this is my Jerry Springer side. Cheaters. Oh, I loved that show. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Probably because I was a cheater. Okay, pause. And this is... Oh, God, what a self-realization to be having right now. But whatever worst cheaters moment you can recall from that show... I was that guy. Seriously. Sucks. But I was, it's true. I'm no longer that guy. But I was that guy. So I still am that guy. I just realized that guy sucked. So that guy's gone. But I can't be a hypocrite. I know what it's like to get caught with your dick in your pants. Well, actually, I know what it's like to get caught with your dick out of your pants. And neither one's fun. So, moving on. Let's give the grades first. In this one, shockingly, I mean, I went in expecting to give myself some goddamn slack on the grading because I knew this was going to be an episode where I was going to feel like a failure. But no, 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 no. The only thing I really failed at was my fuck grade, which, if I'm being fair, I had to break down into three different subgrades because giving it as an overall one was not fair because I don't even mention kindness in this. I don't think. I might have to re-listen to it. it. I got way too involved in re-listening to this one. And I've only re-listened to it once. 
So maybe I should have done it a second time, but I gave my kindness an incomplete. I gave my understanding a C. I do see where I'm trying to be understanding, but I also know that um, I am being fucked with. And my forgiveness grade is a D because I am not being very forgiving in this episode. In fact, I would say this episode is the definition of being not forgiving. Now, I don't give myself an F because there's purpose here for my, my lack of forgiveness, but still, there's... There's so much opportunity here to be the bigger person, and I'm not. So I have to give myself a D. But that's okay. I grow a little bit over the course of the year. I don't know that I could react much better in this circumstance even today. This is this is just shitty. When, when everything is stacked against you, and you keep getting fucking even more things pressuring you, at some point, when do you break? Right? I mean, when do you? So... My woe is me grade, I gave myself an A minus because, yeah, there's a little bit of pity party in here, but there's not much. In fact, I think I could have even been more forthright if I wanted to be. But I'm, I'm, so if anything, I'm a little reserved, which pfft, clearly I learned to turn that channel down. Um, my width is a C minus. I don't get wide at all here. Well, I mean, I do in the initial, but then I drill down into one very particular example and stay there. So. I wouldn't say this is my widest episode, but I wouldn't say it lacks in width. It's just, it's not known for that. And my confidence grade, honestly, I gave myself an A plus here. I don't know if I could sound more confident. And and I think I deservedly sound that way. So I don't think it's false. Otherwise, that would be more like a B minus. All right. <clears throat> I already said I begin by exploring my lack of accountability. And the extent to which that has caused damage in my immediate life and how I see that as uh, the fractal expansion of what we're doing on a society or worldwide civilizational level. And I do think that's true. If we aren't willing to bring back accountability, we aren't ever going to live in anything but these fake news, false realities. It is the lack of accountability that has us here because nobody's paying for the misdeeds that they're creating. Now, I'm using vernacular that sounds 21st century American. I don't mean pay for your misdeeds. I mean, can we expose the dirty laundry, decide to clean it up, and then move on all wearing nicer things again and stop pissing the bed? That's what I want to do. I don't want to put you in jail. I don't want to send you to the stake. I don't want to chop off your head. I don't want to come at you with knives and pitchforks. Other people may want to do that, but I will try to stop them. I just can't promise that we can get there without at least some disruption because you've stacked the game so far against us. And you know reckoning is coming. I'm offering you the best possible solution. Choose another solution, and you choose... Outcomes that are worse than anything you know. So, the extent to which I'm willing to be held accountable is a thousand percent. I want to be held accountable for everything that I do say or create in this universe, one way or the other, for the good or for the bad. I want to take accountability for all of it. Nothing less. So, on a daily recording of telling you what the fuck I'm up to, I'm giving you personal accountability, a reconciliation of myself in real time. And I'm finding it the most liberating thing I've ever done. 
I no longer fear anything about being real. I am so ready to provide the universe with the real me that I literally wake up almost thirsting for the next opportunity. So, admitting my chaotic, evil, lying self is getting easier because I can hear that in this episode. But at this point, it's part of ultimately making sure you know exactly what you're dealing with. I don't want you to come at me not knowing that I've thieved money from my sister in a sneaky, underhanded way. Knowing that will keep you from glossing me in a way that's undeserved. So let's be real. Let's deal with the real. I'll give you a thousand one reasons to really like me. Or I can give you a hundred one reasons to really not like me. But with a 90-10 balance there, actually that'd be more like 91-09. But with that balance in place, well, let's do it. Let's realize we're not all perfect. We haven't all been perfect and we haven't all done great things with our lives up until this point. But collectively, if we want to decide to start doing that, well, that can start yesterday. Well, not technically, but because of the way the timelines all work, it can influence yesterday. <clears throat> so that's there to be had. Um, self-glossing outwardly is bad, but inwardly is worse. I couldn't agree more. And what I mean here is lying to the world is throwing shade into the universe. That's just muck that has to get cleaned up. But lying to yourself inside? Oh, odd. That's not even muck to clean up. That's therapy to endure. And I don't mean go see a psychiatrist. I mean, start working back why you're so motivated to be anything other than your true self. When I find myself acting any way other than kind, understanding, and forgiving, I ask myself why. And then I figure it out, and I think, is this something I am succumbing to, creating, or just circumstantial one-off? Whatever it is, I recognize it, and if I'm wrong in my assessment, oh, this is a circumstantial one-off, it won't happen again, and it happens three days later, well, okay, reassess, now take that out of the equation, since that's clearly not the situation, and drill down further, okay, am I behaving to encourage this, or am I somehow being karmically reset by enduring circumstances repeatedly because I'm not learning the lesson the first time? And then work with that. And if you're wrong about your second assessment, well, at least now, you know it's got to be option C. So figure it out, right? Figure it out. Figure it out. What's causing you to be verklempt? Figure it out. Fix it. Go be not verklempt. Saying that, I can hear myself again setting boundaries and labeling myself here. I do a lot of that in the early episodes because I guess I just know you don't know me. And after a year, I don't give a fuck. You know me now or you don't care. And either way, why do I care? Uh, I am completely not worth the situation I've been given. Reconciling this has taken 40 years to embrace the real changes. No, to embrace my real character. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't feel that I'm worth the situation I've been given. I think the situation is so glorious that I'm not deserving of it. And yet I know I'm deserving of the greatest things in the universe. So to me, it's like we're in this untapped potential of of worldly proportion, of galactic proportion, of universal proportion. And we're stuck in an outhouse in the back of Montana 
trying to figure out why there's no toilet paper. It just, it seems so, it, it, it just feels like we're wasting our opportunity. Um, all right. The splatter of glaze across my face comment I've already mentioned. So I'll just say that I, I have a hard time revealing my raunchy side, especially my comedy raunchy side, unless I know you. And over the course of the year, it comes out. <laughs> Pun intended. How to destroy yourself and your soul in... I left the rest of that blank. How to destroy yourself and your soul. Um, you lose faith in what the universe means when you lose faith in what you mean. And if you don't think that you're part of a galactic plan of consequence, if you don't know that, if you can't resonate with the cycles of energy that have produced that, then you do miss out on how to bring meaning into your own life. Leading a meaningless life is easy. You just have to hate yourself. And off you go. Nothing has meaning then. Love yourself. And you can see those meaningless zombies popping around wondering how to fucking find something of purpose in this life. And I don't come down on those people. I was one of those people for 40 years. I wandered through all kinds of desperate situations looking for some sort of solution to the disconnect I felt to this universe. And the only solution I didn't look for was understanding how to fall in love with my circumstance, who I am in that circumstance, and what there is to be done with that circumstance. Embracing all that is this moment has changed my life from at best, an agnostic wanderer to a purpose-driven, soul-fulfilled entity of extreme gratitude who can't wait to go find more understanding and kindness in this universe and forgive that which is neither. I can't be more settled with who I am than knowing those things about myself. But for 40 years, well, I was certainly my own splatter of glaze across my own face. Uh, that which I am perceived as versus that which I know myself to be. You know, that's such a big thought that I'm going to come back to it. That might be the most uh, useful sentence in the entire recording. And as such, I start to hear myself uh, recognizing my own cosmic consequence here. Or, or coming to terms with telling you that I'm there and okay with the idea that that exists and I'm embracing mine. And so, you know, that's another one to come back to, frankly. Because how I got there, I can't get into enough here. That's almost drilling down an entire conversation. Uh, and then, <laughs> all right, these last five lines are going to have to be the next episode where I'm not talking about the last episodes. Working our interpersonal loops to our advantage. And then I say, to all our advantage. 
not to our advantage, but to all our advantage. And we're not built for those kinds of fights inside our own heads. When we have conflict there, we create fights that we don't know how to get out of. That's where I was stuck for 35 years. And I get why people succumb to their darker side when they don't know where to turn. That is way too much to get into right here. But boy, does that sound like a good three-part uh, discussion over the course of some episodes in the future. Okay, let's get into this. There is still half, there, there is as much left as what we've gone through. So I'm going to start winging it and going quicker. It's not a pretty admission that I was a dickhead for no reason. It is not. I wasn't a dickhead for no reason. It, I mean, I was at times. But there are many reasons now that I recognize why I was a dickhead. <sighs> That's another one to come back to. That one's not quite as long a discussion because, well, you can only be a dickhead for so many reasons. But, yeah, pulling yourself out of thinking that you're the problem is as simple as deciding you're not. I know that's lunchbox stupid, but it's lunchbox simple. So let's not discuss that now because otherwise I have to explain why. But if you're wondering, there's one thing you can just start. Uh, energetic swirl patterns. Yeah, I, I talk about swirly whirlies here for the first time. We'll get more into that. Oh, there's no time for all this. Kitty's even sleeping. Everyone's sleeping through this one. Uh, I had to absolve myself. Oh, yeah. Um, absolve. This episode is about absolution, if I'm really getting down to it. It's not about a lack of accountability. It's about determining that you've been unaccountable and the absolution you want to achieve to bring back accountability to your life. If you will allow yourself to think what you've done is not anything nearly unrecoverable compared to what you could do if you would start living as your true self, then you'll see that coming clean isn't a burden. It's a cleanse. It, it, you want to you rid yourself of that baggage that you're carrying that says you're not acting as who you really are. And, and I don't know how to tell you to do it. But absolution comes from realizing that it's not actually absolution. It's forgiveness. It's forgiving yourself for not being your best. And then understanding that from here forward, being your best doesn't mean living up to an expectation of an outcome that's predetermined. No, it means being who you are in every moment and letting whatever that does build itself as the rainbow road Mario Kart circuit race of all time. It's just, that's what we're here to do. And I want to run on rainbow road, not whatever cow pasture we're running through. Um, oh, I had Jack Herrera shatter at the time. Oh, I haven't seen that since. I do love Jack Herrera. Um, I've, I've got some Jack green. I do have, I mean, oh, but finding this, finding good Jack rare extract is hard. Um, am I the only one that wants to forgive all the way back? I don't know. So I'll give you that to think about. Could I do, could I forgive sprouts for their on boarding? All right. The last seven to 10 minutes of this, I didn't really look are all about how fucked up my first three weeks at Sprouts were. And they were. And I, and 19 days into my, my starting there, after not having worked for a while, I needed money badly. 
Still do. Well, not need money badly. But I still need to work to bring money in because uh, if I stop working, I immediately go without water and heat. But even in that circumstance, 19 days in, I demanded to be reduced to three days a week. And the, the statement I say, if you can't live as a ridiculed cog in a machine of incompetence, then go fuck yourself. That was exactly a year ago. And I still feel corporate America, if anything, has embraced that statement more so. Working the corporate structure of America is a soul-sucking experience. There's no other way of putting it. Why does it have to be that way? I don't know. But it does. It's everywhere you go. And so this one, the lack of accountability is where I really start to think this, is, this universe is my fault. No one had less accountability for their deeds and misdeeds than this guy. And turning that around has made my life simpler, much less stressful, and a whole lot more fulfilling. So when I say you can't have a society of winners without having a society of losers, I, I think that's wrong. Because I do see societies where we're all winners. I just have to convince you that there's a different way to look at winning. And in that society, there's no even thought of losing. There is no loser. So the takers are the ultimate prey. Well, they will be. Taking is tough. Because once you start taking, well, then you realize you can take, so you want to take, so you take more. Then you realize that you're taking more is starting to get to be a little excessive, so you have to write some laws that say that your taking is fine. In fact, it's legal, so fuck you. This is how it goes. We extract as we will. And then you realize that now, that's not even fulfilling. You've taken a lot. You have more than everyone. And you sit there thinking, why am I so disappointed? Well, it's not because you couldn't find your sour diesel shatter, because it just found it. Oh, yeah. But it is because you've been taking so much instead of giving. The only thing your soul really wants to do while it's here is give back. It already has everything it needs, so you're not here to take. And then you get swept up in all that material shit, like, I wonder how many bottles of root beer float milk I can get into my fridge. Well, how many do you need? I can't even finish this one to start another one, to start another one, to start another one. And even if I fill my fridge with 88 bottles of root beer float milk, it just means I'll overindulge and eventually make myself sick of root beer float milk. I won't even enjoy it. Just like at some point, there's no enjoyment in acquisition and acquiring another thing or another property or another country or another law that favors your tax structure. All it means is you've got more money to give to your nephew when you finally decide to go face the music. So... Are they the ultimate prey? They will be if they're if they're not willing to, to stand down. Because of course they are. The takers are always the prey. But the best thing about the takers is that they're the real the real misfortune among us are the ones who can't see that taking is wrong. And I'm not saying I didn't take, I took, I stole, I I I leveraged, I I advantaged, I found cracks in the ceiling, and I fucking <laughs> 
and I stuffed cash up there. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I took advantage too. But no more, no taking advantage of what? You have a life. You have a life of purpose, destiny, and, and pursuit. If you think shortcuts are the way to make the most of that, it's, you don't think that because you know what I say. That's wrong. So the universe didn't want me working 40 hours a week at Sprouts. It made that clear. It didn't want me working at Sprouts. It made that clear. And it, since returning to Home Depot for 20 to 30 hours a week, I've certainly found uh, a graceful integration with my professional side again. But, you know, anybody can work part-time at Baskin-Robbins and not have it fucking wreck their life. So now, at 40 hours a week, what am I going to be like? I don't know. I guess we will know come the 27th and 28th, because that'll be the first two days off I've had after five straight days of eight-hour shifts which I'm pretty sure I have yet to do in the 10 months I've been back. So that really will be a test of, <gasps> can I really act like a true American anymore? <sighs> well, in good Saturday, 10.26 in the morning fashion, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go.